today, um, uh, I think it is, it is customary that you would have heard a sermon on thanks last week. I think that it's important to give a thanksgiving type message when Thanksgiving is now over. Because last week, believers and unbelievers alike all were, were thankful in, in their thinking and maybe even expressing thanks to their family because of our national holiday Thanksgiving. And it was regular to be thinking of it. Well, now that it's over, I want to implore you to remain thanks in, in an attitude of thanksgiving. So I've entitled this message this morning, Thank God. I thank God in all things. I hope that you will, will take on an attitude of thanking God in all circumstances in your life. I have observed personally over time that the type of people that I am most attracted to are the people that I desire to maybe resemble or imitate in some way. But when I think about the people that I want to, to imitate, people that I look up to, there is a common denominator in those people that I admire, those people that I'm attracted to. And it, it seems easy to spot, but sometimes difficult to emulate. You see, in my observation is all of these people seem to have a very thankful quality in their character. I mean, consider for a second these two extremes. Consider for a second, uh, on one side, on one extreme, we have the thankful, the grateful people. And on the other extreme, we have the grumblers and complainers. And you have to choose which one you're going to spend the day with. <laughs> which are you going to choose? I think we would all say, I want to choose the, the person that has the thankful and grateful outlook on life because to spend an entire day with the grumbler and complainer is just draining. It's miserable, right? And, and so, uh, so we, would, we know which one we would choose. And which one do you want to resemble the most? I hope that we would all want to resemble the, the grateful, uh, the, the thankful more in our lives. But, but when someone asks you, how are you doing, what are the first words in your response? Sometimes this is very telling of which extreme we are, whether we're on the grateful side or we're on the grumbling side. Maybe you've known somebody that every time you ask them, hey, how's it going? Oh, they're the grumbler. And how many of you know somebody that you know they're going through the thick of it, and you ask them, hey, you all right? And they say, I'm doing all right. And you're like, how? Like, how? Grateful or grumbler. I think this is what the Apostle Paul wrote about to the church of Thessalonica about how to live 
in a crazy world. How many of you feel like we're living in a bit of a crazy world right now? Okay, here's what Paul says. He says, rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Did Listen, when people say, hey, just look for the positive, when people say, you know, be thankful for what you have, not what you don't have, it's not just good advice, y'all. It's God's will for your life. Do you see it? This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Be thankful in all circumstances. This is God's will for you and how to survive our, your crazy world. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Be thankful in all circumstances. That's really good advice. And I think that last week, so many people were like, oh, what are you thankful for? I don't know. What are you thankful for? And it was, it's trendy around Thanksgiving. I don't want to just be a trend. Uh, it's God's will for my life, and I want it to be my life, to be grateful and not a grumbler, you see. And so it's easy to drift from gratefulness to grumbling if we don't keep it in our perspective, if it's not the lens in which we see our life. Now, I'm going to show you a video here in a second. It's a video that's been around for a while, so it's very likely that there's been people in the room that have seen this video. Um, but if you have seen this video, just do me a favor, don't ruin it for the rest of us. Okay? Can you do that for me? Um, in this video, you're, you're going to see uh, people dressed in white and people dressed in black. And the instruction is to count how many times the people dressed in white pass the ball, okay? Now, if you know how many times already, don't ruin it for the rest of us, all right? So the instructions are going to come on the screen. Now watch very carefully because the ve- I will tell you this. The very first pass of the ball with the f- from the people in the white is going to happen very quick. So you've got to be paying close, close attention. So right now, just, if, you know, like, set your notes aside and be ready to watch and count how many times the people in white pass the ball. Let's take a look and see if you can count it correctly. Count how many times the players wearing white pass the basketball. How many passes did you count? The correct answer is 15 passes. But did you see the gorilla? This is not a different video than you saw the first time. It's the same video. All right. (laughs) Who did not see the gorilla? Right? And now you can't unsee the gorilla. Like, it's definitely, it was definitely there. 
what, what happened there is something called inattentional blindness. Inattentional blindness is not seeing something that's in plain sight. Some of my children suffer from this chronic illness. My wife would tell you that I suffer from this chronic illness. Inattentional blindness, it occurs when an individual fails to see what is in plain sight purely because of a lack of attention. Last week, people everywhere were intentionally thankful. Thanksgiving. The day after Thanksgiving is what some other people would consider a national holiday. A day filled with shopping and spending. And for some, the day after this day of giving thanks, they were immediately met with, a, with disappointment about what they couldn't get for Christmas. Don't let your gratitude drift. Because I think that what you'll realize with a godly biblical perspective on gratefulness and thankfulness is that there is plenty to be thankful for even if it's hiding in plain sight. It's easy to, be, to have inattentional blindness to the things that we should be grateful for. We're too busy counting. We're too, our focus is too much on what isn't going the way we want it to go. And we're missing the will of God, which is to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. That's the will of God. Don't let your attitude drift. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. A couple things on gratitude. Number one, gratitude gives me proper perspective. It gives me proper perspective. I have had the honor to serve on missions teams in different parts of the world. I've had the honor of being in the slums of Mexico and being in Paraguay, South America, and I've, been, I've had the pleasure of being in Haiti for weeks at a time. And one overwhelming reality that I realized after each trip is just how abundantly blessed we are in the United States. Yet, somehow, many are blind or have inintentional blindness to the blessing that we have. Some families around the world will live on less than $300 a year. I tell you this because I've been to their homes. I've helped feed their children. And these experiences have had two lasting effects on my life. The first is a heart for missions, which is why my family's giving to Kingdom Builders is in the, is in the, the, the top 
part of our budget, like the top larger parts of our budget is our giving to kingdom builders. And number two, an attitude of thankfulness. These experiences have marked my life in those two ways. I will always be passionate about projects around the world and giving generously. And two, I never want to lose perspective on gratitude. And what I have learned in, in these dealings and these missions and missions work and, and really just as a, my life as a pastor, I have come to learn that there are people in this world that have far less than we have and are happier than we are. And that's troubling to my spirit because I know that if I really scratch myself deep enough, talking about myself too, there are people that have far less than me and are far happier, far more content than I am. So gratitude gives me a proper perspective now. And we all need to challenge our perspectives. And remember, it's God's will to live thankful. Gratitude will change your perspective about your job. Because try not having one. So with gratitude, tomorrow morning when you return to work, you might be able to say, you know what? It ain't easy. I don't love it, but I am thankful to have work. And work is, our, is worship. It is us putting in, in, into application, our, putting our life in, providing for our families, helping move the world forward. A, a gratitude that changes your perspective will change the way you look at your spouse. You will have gratitude that you have a partner in life. And it ain't always easy. But ask someone that's lost their spouse. Yeah. See, see that, did you feel that perspective shift? Because all of us know, some people even in our church, that they've lost a spouse. It's like, ooh, yeah, gratitude changes that perspective now, where now, husbands, hopefully we can cherish our wives a little more with perspective of gratitude. And wives, we can respect our husbands maybe a little more because of a perspective of gratitude. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Number two, gratitude reminds me of God's goodness. We sang a lot about it this morning. Ultimately, a thankful heart is one that returns to the source of all things we should be thankful for. And that's not Chase Bank or First Farmers. It, 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 no, no. The, the thing that we've returned to that, we're, that, all, that we should be grateful for all the things we have is the God of the universe that holds the whole world in his hand. He owns a cattle on a thousand hill. He owns the hill. A thankful heart returns to the source of all things and that is God. God is good because he offers us the free gift of salvation. I mean, it doesn't, on your worst day, your worst day, you can be grateful if you remember that there is this free gift called salvation. 
Like there may not be much in the bank account. There may not be much in the cupboard. But we always have our salvation. And if I have that and nothing else, I have it all. Because I could leave this world and my, my eternal reality is forever changed because of this free gift of salvation. And I could have all the money in all the world and leave this world. And if I don't have salvation, it was for nothing. It's for nothing. My dad used to say, how much is a dead millionaire worth? You can't take it with you. Salvation matters. On my best day, on my worst day, I can have gratitude and I can be reminded of the goodness of God and God is good because he offers the free gift of salvation. Ephesians 2, it's not on the screen. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and it's not from yourselves. It's a gift from God. Not by works so that no one can boast. So thank God for salvation. Can I just get a big thank you right now? Thank you, God, for salvation. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Gratitude means, reminds me, gratitude reminds me of God's goodness. He's good because he offers a free gift of salvation. And God is good because God is love. God is love. First John tells us, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And 1 John 3, 16 says, this is how we know what love is. Christ laid down his life for us. And God is good because his promises are true. Colossians tells us in chapter 1, verse 12, in giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in his inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. So there's some areas of application I want to give us this morning. If you want to apply this to your life, then the first thing I want you to remember is to make gratitude your attitude. Nothing will change an attitude like gratitude. Nothing. And if you're not sure of that, then you're probably not a parent. <laughs> so let's, let, let thankfulness be the new lens in which we can view life through everything. If we can view everything through thankfulness. And ultimately, gratitude always leads to a generous life. And, and here's what I've come to know, is that when gratitude walks out, entitlement walks in. That's not a place you want to be. When gratitude walks out, entitlement walks in. If gratitude is the will of God for your life, 1 Thessalonians, then entitlement is the will of someone else. And that is the will of the enemy. For you, develop entitlement in your life because entitlement is really rooted in selfishness. And that's not what we're called to. It's the will of God. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all things. When gratitude walks out, entitlement walks in. 
And, and the second application is it's a good practice to count your blessings. If you can count that high, count your blessings. Taking time to intentionally be thankful. And this kind of gratitude really, I believe, is therapy for your soul. You will discover just really how blessed your life is. Count your blessings. Another way to say it is to hunt for the positive. And that's the key to thankfulness, is having the ability to find the good in all things. And we can do this because in all things, God is good. We can find the good in all things because in all things, God is good. So rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. The worship team, if you guys would come up and, and help me, uh, I have a little exercise we're going to do as we wrap up this morning. And would you look at that? I am on track to probably break any world record. Don't clap too much. I, will, I, I have next week. I can always make up the difference. But we're not over yet, so don't clap too soon. Hunt for the positive and everything. So we're going to be looking here in a second at Psalm 136. Psalm 136, I think, is a great example of how to do just this that we're talking about, and we're going to exercise it together here in a minute. To pray always, I'm sorry, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all things. Psalm 136 has 26 verses. These are verses of thanks, verses of praise, verses that speak to some previous difficult circumstances. After every single verse in Psalm 136, the psalmist writes, his love endures forever. This becomes like the, like the filter, that the, the writer's filter of how he chooses to see all circumstances in his life. Whether it's, it's the good in life, Ah, uh, his love endures forever. Whether it's the bad in life, his love endures forever. It becomes the filter. Let, let's look at the first one. We're going to look at all of them together. The first, the first uh, two verses here, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And you say, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, and you say, his love endures forever. Yeah. You, you, let, let's stand together. Let's continue into the third verse, and let's see how this goes. I'll read the verse, and you do your part with me. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures. Yeah. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures. The sun to govern the day, his love. The moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures. 
to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love was forever. Who brought Israel out from among them, his love endures. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, his love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder, his love endures. And brought Israel through the midst of it, his love endures forever. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, his love. To him who led his people through the wilderness, come on, his love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, his love endures And killed mighty kings, his love endures forever. Shinnon, king of Amorites, his love. And Og, king of Bashan, his love endures forever. And gave their land as an inheritance, his love endures forever. An inheritance to his servant Israel, his love endures forever. Come on, help me with this. He remembered us in our low estate. His love endures and freed us from our enemies. His love endures forever. He gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. Make that the lens that we see our life through. In Egypt, in the promised land, his love endures forever. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Lord, right here in this place, there is a wide variety of circumstances. Some of joy, some of grief, some of happiness, some of sorrow, some of anxiousness and depression. And yet, your love endures forever. We choose to continue to walk in an attitude of gratitude because you are good, you are love, and your promises are true. Salvation is still a free gift on our worst day. You are our source, not this world. And today, God, we repent of our entitlement so that we can be in your good, pleasing, and perfect will of rejoicing always, praying continually, and giving thanks in all circumstances. We thank you, Jesus.